There's a mimer from the Balatanya in the Kutatarida Parshas Bamidbar this week. He asks an interesting question. Everybody knows, you probably remember this from your earliest years before Shavuos. The Medrash says, to Medrash Tehillim and in other places, that all the mountains, you remember the story, all the mountains were fighting. Who gets the Torah? Tover, Vechermain, Vashimchi, Raneinu. And Har Sinai was chosen because the Mochich, the Mochich Mekol Teraya, a humble mountain. So the Balatanya asks, I don't understand. If you want a humble mountain because you like humility, so then you should have been given in a valley. Some <laughs> mountain. You take a, put it in a valley, in a bicker, at least flat land, a mission. Why a mountain and then you need a small mountain? It's like, show me the least arrogant person here. You know, from all the arrogant people, he's, you know, the, the lesser of two evils. Why not go to the good? Go to the humility. His answer is very simple and very profound. He says, because when a person is a valley or even flat land, it's very dangerous. The reason is because humility can be misconstrued as the person starting to believe that they're worthless. I'm a shmata. I'm valueless. I'm inconsequential. So you can't, you can't have a relationship to Torah. Because if I'm just a shtickle garbage, I'm a piece of garbage, I'm a piece of filth, so I'll be a little more dirty. <laughs> What's the big deal? He says a person must be a mountain. Elevated. Inspired. You have to be able to feel that you have absolute, non-negotiable, infinite value. Now, that can also be misconstrued into a false type of pride, haughtiness, narcissism, uh, fake pride, you know, this ego that really comes from insecurity. You know, deep valleys and tall mountains have something in common. It's just on different levels, but it's the same nakuda. But a mountain a person has to be. The title was given on a mountain, it was not given in a valley. The question is, how to define the mountain. How to uptouch the mountain. But uh, a mountain you need to be. One of the greatest... Uh, I once... Uh, I, would, I would say that one of the, the greatest Yetzirahs uh, of our generation... This is not my Kiddush. I heard this once from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He said, what's the Yetzirah of our... Every day has a Yetzirah. What's the Yetzirah of our day? So most people would say, you know, technology, uh, addiction, all guns finally ate Saharas. But that's not the Nikuda. That's not the Nikuda. He said the real Yetzirah of our generation is four words. Miyani umani. Who am I and what am I? I'm a piece of garbage. That's the Yetzirah. When a person feels good about themselves, when a person feels that they have real, real value, everything is different. Put it in different words, today's Yetzirah is about brokenness. It's not wholeness. It's not like, I'm a good guy, I, I meet a lot of people. I'm still looking for the 19-year-old, or the 25-year-old, or the 45-year-old to tell me, Rabbi, why, why? I like myself. I love myself. 
I look in the mirror and I'm like, this guy is just a great guy. I love my mother. I love my father. I had the best experience in yeshiva. It was like unbelievable. I was just so built up. I just, it's great and life is good. You know, I just hate God. And I hate Shabbos and I hate Philip and I hate everything. I'm still looking for that guy. You know why it doesn't exist? Uh, maybe somewhere in New Zealand. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it was in. I don't think he's there. Maybe in Antarctica. You don't find that today. It's very, very rare. You find a lot, a lot of brokenness. Brokenness doesn't mean necessarily outside brokenness. It can be very deep. Nobody else sees it. But you know, deep inside is there's an inner void. There's an inner vacuum. So the Balatanya says. If, I'm, if my Yiddishkeit is trying to fill that vacuum, I won't be able to experience it. You first have to be able to be a mountain. In other words, if you're looking for Hashem or Torah or Gemara or Shavuos or Shabbos or whatever it is, any mitzvah, to be able to compensate for how bad you feel about yourself, and by doing these things you're going to feel good about yourself, it's like a bottomless pit that never ends. The reason it never ends is because I can't even appreciate Yiddishkeit for what it is because I'm just using it in order to make believe that I feel good about myself, which I don't. So I can't even appreciate the relationship. It's like in a marriage. People think they're wounded and the relationship is going to heal them. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm talking about, guys? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you have to heal yourself. Your wife can't heal you, nor could you heal her. Even your shriga can't heal you. I mean, she's going to try. You have to heal yourself. You have to take responsibility for your own stuff. You can help another person. You can empower another person. You could be a support for another person. But you can't have another person fill your void. Because if you're filling my void, you're not filling my void. <laughs> I'm back to square one. Very often, we start depending on other people to fill our voids, but they can't. Because if you're filling it, then it's not me. I never recognize my own neshama, my own value. If I'm living off your value, if I'm living off my crush, my, my dependence, my validation is from you, it's not validation, it's fake. It's a beautiful word from the Magid, the Magid of Mizrich. It says in Pekayavis, Yehi chvoit chavercha, chaviv alecha kishalach, right? Amari rabach should be kamer shamayim. Then I'm Pekayavis. So what does it mean? The covet of your chaver should be as chaver, it should be as precious as your own covet. So the market says, I don't understand. It like, looks like the ideal is that your glory is like non-negotiable. Somebody else should have the same covet. Well, what if a person is not so interested in their own covet? Same <laughs> The market says, Pshat is different. It's just like this. The covet that your friend gives you, should be as precious like the covet you give yourself. You hear? I'll give you a dogma. Let's say I finish a speech, right? Me. And you know, with Jews, they're not good with compliments. You have to go to Goyim. The Jews are not good. It's just, it's especially Ashkenazim. They're just not good. They're cerebral. The best you'll get is, you know, Shkoyach. And even your shikoyach, they don't have the head go down too much because it's vulnerable. So you just have like your head go down like a, 
you know, like it's a chatsi shir. Because a full shir could be too vulnerable. But chatsi shir is mutam in so you could uh, you bend on your head a little bit shkoyach, right? Shkoyach. usually Jews are like you know I heard this already uh, you said it last time I heard this I heard that and even the guy who really likes it he's thinking you know I could use this next Shabbos <laughs> from Koifel not from Kerem but in any case Goyim actually much better with Kampo I know from experience so let's say I finish, yeah, and the, the response is very shvach. Certainly no standing ovation. It's Jews. So uh, I'm feeling a void. So imagine I go to my house or I go to my hotel room if I'm traveling, right? And I introduce myself to myself and I give the speech again and then I give myself a standing ovation for 10 minutes. How, how good do you think it's going to feel? How, how valuable? How much self-esteem and validation will I have gained from that experience? And the answer is, as your grandmother would say, bobkas, efes, zero. Why? Because <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> so the market says, yehi chavoyed chavercha. The cover, the validation you get from other people, It should be as valuable as the standing ovation you get from yourself. That's how valuable it should be. Because that's the emes. If my entire life I'm gleaning my energy and purpose and sense of value from you or from Ploini or Almoini, even though I mean well, it's not, it's not going to cut it. And my Judaism ultimately will become distorted and manipulated and exploited by that need rather than tuning into my own inner core, my own inner voice. So the Balatani says, Rebbeinu Shalom says, I'll give Torah, but I need a mountain. I need a mountain. And if you're feeling like a piece of uh, a piece of zevel, a piece of zibudis, shebezibudis, shebezibudis, right? So uh, it's uh, it's you, you won't be able to be at makabel. You, you need we need healing. We need healing. Mi aniomani. People say mi aniomani. In many ways, people say people are inauthentic today. No, they're very authentic. Because people are authentic, they say mi aniomani. I know myself. I could fool the world, but I know me. I know what's happening in my brain. I know what's happening in my heart. I know what happened last night. I know what happened 10 years ago. Maybe other people don't know, but I do know. Me and Omani. I can't take anything seriously. I'm an honest person. But it's the honesty that sometimes can destroy us because we only go halfway. I'm honest about all my flaws. Can you also be honest about your infinite greatness? That's also you. You're not a mistake. You're not a random, inconsequential, valueless mutation, some blimp on the surface of infinity who amounts to nothing and will become fodder for the worms. That's a very limited ver- version, especially if you went through stuff and if you made mistakes, it becomes confirmation bias. Svasem has asked an interesting question. As in Parshas B'chukaisa, we read yesterday all the blessings, beautiful, idyllic brachas, agricultural prosperity, what's the last words, like what's the zenith, what's the apex, what's the sachakal, the tamtsis, you know what the Gemara says in brachas, what's the end, the crescendo as we call it, the zenith, what is it? The answer is, he says at the end, 
אני השם לוקח מה שתשע אסכם את רסיים, ואש ברמלטוס אולכם, ואוילך אסכם קוימימיוס. I led you, I'm going to lead you קוימימיוס. קוימימיוס is an interesting word, because if I'm not mistaken, it's only one place in the whole Tanakh. קוימימיוס, you won't find anywhere in חומש or Tanakh. Usually when there's a word that's, that's uh, enigmatic, We have a system called Binyanav, Gzayoshava, you compare it to where the same word is used in another context, then you compare it. But here, you don't have what to compare it to. Kaimimi, it doesn't say anywhere. Chazal took the word, they put it in twice every day. Before Krishna, Selecheinu Meheri Kaimimi Yislartseinu. And in benching, every day for davening and benching, for davening, they made sure to put in the word Kaimimi Yislartseinu. What does the word mean? Kaimimi Yislartseinu. Koima means height. Koima. Height. Koima miyus, Rashi says, from Teres Koyanim, two words, bekoima skufa. Koima means posture, height, stature. Koima skufa means an upright stature. Zokuf. It's erect. Standing tall. Not caved in, not crushed in. So the ultimate bracha, the end of everything is, v'oilech eschem koima miyus, bekoima skufa. With an upright ברכוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסוסו
Yad Evet, Ki Yad Rabbi. A real Evet is the Pshat. He's Kvayachal, so to speak, an extension of the Master. It's even in Halacha. Gemara says, Mashakona Evet, Kona Rabbi. So the Rajba, Kiddush Rajba, Kiddush Davchav Gimel, Itaich is not Pshat. The Evet is Koina. And because he has a boss, so then he got to give it over to the rabbi. No, that's not pshat. The pshat says the rabbi is mashakana evet lechatchila kana rabbi. It's like my hand is kainah something, and then my hand gives it over to my brain. <laughs> my hand is my brain. It's it's one organism. The chiddush of an evet is when he's kainet, rabbi is kainet. He's kilo extent, even though he's a separate person, and he acquired it. I acquired it because I'm his rabbi. You also have it laloch and truma. Right? An Evid Kneini of a coin is Ladi Truma. An Evid Ivri is not Ladi Truma. So it's a Pella. An Evid Ivri is Ayid his whole life. He's not Ladi Truma, even though he was a coin's Evid. Moshe Rabbeinu, according to the shit that he's a Levi, not a coin, it's a Mechlekes and Zvachim, is not Ladi Truma. David Amelech, if he eats Truma, what's the Oynish? Misabadei Shemayim. And an Evet Kneini, yesterday he was not Jewish. And even today he's come Jewish, a semi-Jew. He's not even in all the mitzvahs. He's a Ladi Truma. <laughs> Rabbi Akiva eats Truma. Darizal eats Truma. Kedosh Yalian, it's Misa Shamaya. Why? It's holy. They're allergic to it. It's like nuclear energy. It's, gonna, it's not good. An Evet Kneini, two hours ago he wasn't Jewish. <laughs> not only that. A behema of a koyin is mutter bekarshin itruma. <laughs> so you have a behema is a lot of itruma, but if you eat truma, it's a past. Suddenly the chicken is far holier than you. Interesting mitzvahs in Allah, you know. You have a behema, a real behema, an ox, a cow, a donkey. You can eat non-co- a donkey. You have a donkey. You can eat kashin itruma. It's a mission in trumas. What's pshat? The pshat is the Evet Knaini, it's not the Evet Knaini eating truma. The Evet Knaini is part of the Koyan. A behemoth of a Koyan, it's the Koyans. The Koyan is eating. The behemoth is just an extension of the Koyan. He's not a separate, he doesn't have his own Metsias. Ah, if that's pshat, so Evet Melech Melech. So when a Jew recognizes that you're an Evet Melech, but mainly you're the Melech. So it's not your koimaskufa, it's Hashem's koimaskufa. So when you walk with an upright posture, you're not pushing away the ragli ashkina. You are the ragli ashkina. You are the ragli ashkina. This is a paradigm shift. I once heard from the Rebbe, he would say this almost every year, some chastaita before Akafas, that he heard from his father in law, the Rebbe Rayatz. This is a havart. What's Pshat HaKafas? What do you take out specifically? You start dancing? Lahavdal doesn't exist in any other culture. I mean, imagine in, the, in Washington, in Capitol Hill, senators take out the Constitution. On July 4th, they start dancing around the, the Capitol. Or in London, the Parliament takes out their Constitution, they start dancing around the Parliament. Or on the day they graduate, they take the bar, lawyers take their textbooks of law and they start dancing. Or doctors take their... You won't trust them anymore. <laughs> It's like, don't dance, just do your thing. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the Haggadah? You want to learn, learn. What's, what's the Tansen? So he said, so that was a, a very edel of art, a tzatif of art. He said, the Torah, the Torah will Tansen. The Torah, the Torah, the Torah, the Tansen. 
I spent the whole year with Yidin. We finished together. The Torah will dance. The Torah will dance. So he said, oh, but the Torah can't dance. The Torah can't dance. The Torah can't dance. It doesn't have legs. Is the Torah sucht fis? Zokta Yid. Ichel verin the fis from the Sefer Torah. So a Jew says, I'll become the feet of the Sefer Torah. So that's the Pshat HaKafs. The Torah danced. The Yid is the fist from the Sefer Torah. So who said, was that Koyma Skufa? That's the ultimate bracha. You should realize that your posture is the divine posture. You're a manifestation of Hashem in this world. You're a mal mamish. You're a ray of Hashem, like the ray of a sun. Your consciousness is a derivative of the consciousness of infinity. Do you understand my English? You feel it. You don't have to understand it. You look up the dictionary after the Fabrenga and you'll figure out all the words. Better, less use your brain, use your heart more is best. Your consciousness is a derivative of the consciousness of infinity. What are you, you not That's the mountain. That's a good mountain. This is not arrogance. It doesn't bring people to arrogance. This brings people to humility. Because when you have real self-esteem, that comes from the divine, then you could say, I'm sorry, you could be vulnerable. The only reason I can't say I'm sorry and be vulnerable is because I have fake self-esteem. And I always have to protect it because it's not real. Whatever is not real, you have to protect. Things that are real, you don't have to protect. MS, right? You have to keep the, if you own a company, if it's a Ponzi scheme, yeah? You have to keep the books closed. <laughs> Winston Churchill said in the middle of the Second World War, during war, truth is so precious, we have to protect it with a bodyguard of lies. Right? Sometimes we're not protecting truth, we're protecting lies with bodyguard of lies. That's what happens. It's called clipper, shells. But if it's true, you don't have to protect it. You don't have to, add, you don't have to protect it, you don't have to cover it up. You're not afraid of exposure. What are you gonna expose, right? If your wife asks you where you were last night, yeah? If you tell it, President Lincoln said, if you're lying, you have to have a good memory. <laughs> if you're saying the truth, you don't have to have a good memory. That's why I try to say the truth. Because, you know, you get older, your memory starts going on you. And uh, when President Reagan got Alzheimer's, he said, the only good thing is I'm meeting new people every day. <laughs> so uh, you want to delay that as far as just possible. But if you say the truth, you don't have to have a good memory because Emma's doesn't contradict Emma's. Shkodim, <laughs> you have to realize. So in Mele, if it's a fake self-esteem, you always have to protect it because... So your coping mechanism goes into full gear. When somebody is challenging you, boom. It's all subconscious. We don't, we're not aware that we do it. But you'll ask your wife. She'll tell you all the details. But uh, if it's real, then you don't mind. You can be vulnerable because it's not going to plot. So that's the, that's the Indian, that's the Vort of Bekoyma Skufa. So every person has to know this. This doesn't have to do with your level of knowledge. This doesn't have to do with things that happened in the past. This is an Indian Atzmi. A person's identity, you say in the morning, you wake up, you say, Great is your Amuna. Great is Hashem's Amuna. What does he believe in himself? I understand I need a moon. What does Hashem need a moon in? He doesn't know he exists. I said, you need a moon, I need a moon. What's Hashem? is gross. You're like you're complimenting Hashem. Wow, God, you have a lot of a moon. Sure. 
that what, that you exist? Obviously, if he's Hashem, he probably knows that he exists. So there's a Sifri. The Sifri says, you would think it's from Achsidah Shasef, but this is Sifri, that's before Shas, it's before Mishnayis. The Sifri says, not before Mishnayis, Sifri de Beirav, the generation after Mishnayis. He says like this, it says, Moshe Rabbeinu says in Hazinu, Kel emuna ve'ein ovel. Hashem is a God of faith without ovel, without iniquity. So most Mufarshim will say, you could trust Him. Imun. Emunah, honesty, nemon, kel malich nemon. The Sifri says, no, no, no. Emunah means faith. I gloipt. I quote, kel emunah, shehemin ba'oilamai uboroi. He believed in his world and he created it. Creation was an act of faith. You have to believe in people. It's very easy not to believe in people. Emes? Huh? Anybody has experience with people? In Yiddish there's an expression, a mensch is not a mensch, un amoldos oichnisht. A person is only a person and sometimes not even that. The act of creation was an act of faith. Shehemin bai lama yubara. So when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing you have to say? Rabbe emunasecha. Your emuna is great. Your emuna in whom? In me. You gave me a day. I woke up. The day you were born is the day the Rebbeinu Shalom said, the world is incomplete without you. And the morning you wake up, every morning, he's saying, the world is incomplete without you. Shehemin ba'ilam, rabbe munasecha. I want to be able to see that in me. Once I can see that in me, there can be a mountain. There's a mountain. Mountain needs to be a humble mountain. Now that we can give the tide on the mountain. So sometimes the worst Yetzirah you can have in life is Mia Niyoman. It's the worst. Why? Because it looks like it's holy. <laughs> you understand? This Yetzirah it looks like it's coming from holiness. Edelkeit. I'm an honest person. I'm authentic. I'm not a flatterer. I'm not lying to myself. But it's really very lethal. Because with that, with that, with that sense of that distorted sense of self, I become an askupahanidresses, which means a uh, a doormat, a crushed doormat. And once you're a crushed doormat, that's the words before the eshber moitos ulchem. I broke the moitos are the heavy yokes that they put on animals to keep them looking down. So the sefarnei writes that in Egypt. They would treat slaves like doormats. They would step on them like you step on pavement. So what's the opposite? The ultimate of Avaidus Hashem is Stoltz. Stoltz. Stoltz is not vanity. Stoltz is an inner sense of purpose. An inner awareness that your value is infinite. And there's something you're needed for that nobody before you or after will ever be able to achieve, that there's something very inspiring about you. <laughs> and when you see that in yourself, you'll see it in other people as well. If you can't see something very inspiring in yourself, if you can't see that, you have to go back to the drawing board. I'll say, I did this, I did that, I made this. So I'm fine. So let's learn from our mistakes and fix them. But if that delegitimizes the core It could be very, very dangerous for a person's life. And today, people desperately need this. 
You come to Shavuos, all Yom Tovim, you have to go and become a skufa. Not with a sense of inadequacy and guilt. I don't learn enough, and I barely learn, and I haven't learned for so many years. And Mela, my older brother, sits and learns a whole day about Ich bin this, and Allah Yutzlach. And already when I was six years old, they diagnosed me with PDD, ADD, ADHD, HD, SHMIDD. And the next year, another three diagnoses. And then the next year, another ten diagnoses. Already by age 11, there was already experimenting with every trooper in the world, with all the side effects. And here I am today. You understand? You may lie. Another person comes in Shavuos. They say the Baditchever wants some chastaida. There was a Yid, his name was Adam Baruch. He wrote for the Israeli newspaper called Mariv. Secular newspaper. And he wrote, Katav li'nyanim charedim. You know what Katav li'nyanim charedim means? Those are the best in Israel. The expert on Haredi Jews. It's usually an ex, an ex from a Yid. See, he's an expert. You understand what type of expert he is? He's been there, right? So their articles are always very interesting to read. Adam Baruch passed away a few years ago. So I was reading about him after he passed away. His obituaries. So he, I know some of his mishpacha, all through Mayidin, and he left. So what happened? So there was a story that somebody shared there. He was in a particularly yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. And he wasn't the biggest learner. But Hakafas, he got excited. You know, some guys take the different things. He was a good dancer. So Hakafas, he did a display of his prowess athletic skills, and he was dancing away. You know, Yeshiva Bachem, you're a 19-year-old Hevraman, you discovered certain parts about yourself, he's dancing away, right? So, so Lazayn Gesundin Stark, one of the leading figures in the Yeshiva, called him over, after a while of holding the Sefer and he says in Yiddish, he says, I'll say it in Yiddish and then I'll translate, he says, Classic, classic self-confidence line, right? Based on how much that you learned this year, you dance with the Sefer Torah enough. It was, you know, Daiva Oyser. Really, you should have added for a second and a half, and even now. You know, it's enough. Let go. He was a sensitive kid, too. And this was like a, a dagger in his heart. He thought he'll get a encouragement, right? Boom. Sensitive boy. He never, he never came back. Now, it's never one story. Of course, everyone has a story. You know, it's not, it's not one. It's never. But, you know, there's something that, the, what do they call it? The last straw that breaks the back, the camel's back. Anyway, so I was reading the story. <laughs> And then I want to see, where, so it happened in the 1960s, the late 60s. So, Simchas uh, before Hakafas, I grew up in Crown Heights, so the Lubavitcher would have a Fabrengen before Hakafas, 9 o'clock till 12, and then 1, they would make up, uh, prepare the shul, 1 o'clock would come down for the dancing for Hakafas, and it would go mo- mo- most of the night, till the nice biker. It was a very dehoiben of Avrengen. So the Rebbe said over from the Baditshever. The Baditshever once came into shul, and he sees by Hakafas there was a Schneider, a tailor, and he was dancing away with the Sefer Torah. So the Baditshever, was, he was a lover. 
very big lover. But he was also a Gaon Oilam, people don't know. He was a Gaon Adir, the Badichevin. He was an Avbezdin of some of the biggest communities at the time in the Ukraine. Badichev was a huge community. He was the Avbezdin. So the Badichev calls him over. And he says, Why are you dancing so much with us there? You barely learn. So this Yid, who's a tailor, he says, Rebbe, I have a question. As my brother macht a chasna, when I get to the chasna, when I dance, when I make it so, so nicht dein Tochter's chasna, dein Bruder's chasna, was tanzt du? Was darf ich ihm sagen? If I go to my brother's wedding, he's, he's marrying off his daughter, and I'm dancing away like I usually do. So he says, why are you dancing? It's your brother's wedding. It's not your wedding. What am I going to answer? Madhishra says, no, what are you going to answer? My brother's wedding is enough for me to dance. He looks at the Baditcha and he says, You're my brother. Do us You learned. I'm dancing. So Baditcha said, Ah, ah. He asked the question. He wanted to hear the answer. So the Rebbe says over the story. And he says, But the tailor is not right. Er tanzt nicht bei der Bruderschassen. Er tanzt auf der Eigenerschassen. It was a beautiful word. You're my brother, it's good enough. You learn, I don't know. But that's not the Emes. And he explained them, Bardichas, that the relationship of a Jew to Torah is not through knowledge and learning. That's the second level. The relationship is essential. So you ask the question. Let's say you have a father, I'll say it in my oasis in English to make it clear. If somebody has a father who's worth, uh, how much is Jeff Bezos worth these days? Huh? No, you're Hasagas, I'm not. Uh, you have to move to a different neighborhood. Uh, I thought me 30 billion on it. Very good, you're Hasagas. Where do you live? You looked it up? Yes. What do they know? What do they know? Here they know more. But let's let's make up shot of those. I'll sign 200, I'll sign 150, a little more than I have, a couple of more dollars than I have. And uh, this, this billionaire unfortunately passes away, whoever he is, and he has a child who's one day old, or one week old, or one month old. Halachically, this child owns, he's a Yiddish. For one year, he owns everything. He doesn't know that he owns it. <laughs> he has no access to it. He's one day old. He has no appreciation of it. It's going to take many years. But does he own it? He owns everything. It's yours. It's you. You own everything. It's you. You don't have to know it. <laughs> of course, if you know it, that's tremendous. But that doesn't define the relationship. Fakert, because you own the money, now find out what it is. <laughs> Use it, enjoy it, access it. But that's not the Nakuda. It's not because you know about the money. No, it's yours. And it's yours even if you know nothing about it for 20 years. And even if this child dies without knowing anything, it's still his. Because it's yours. Now enjoy it. That's the foundation. That's the, so, he, so he said, he said that the 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 Schneider is not given gerecht. It turns out the eigene chasen. It's his chasen. This is important to understand for everybody. What level? Fine. 
can I grow? Of course I should grow. Should I find out more about the money? Avada. But don't define value based on that. Chalil of I have a shaykh is less. This one has a shaykh is more. My Russia doesn't work that way. You're less of a child than you, from your mother than your brother is. Your mother may like him more. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. If she's a healthy mother, probably not. Child is a child. But ask the geneticists. I have, I have less genes for my father than my brother has. How much I appreciate my father? There's different levels. That's the second. It's Gewaldic Indian, but don't confuse the two. I'll tell you Gewaldic Amaisa, but I think we should have some uh, some some uh,